Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Anthony Baker. Anthony is CEO of Satellite View, a UK startup with some groundbreaking technology to help fight climate change. It plans to use satellites to monitor the thermal footprint of every building on the planet. In the interview, Anthony gives us the Satellite View origin story, he talks about having the support of AWS, and he outlines how a recent £15 million investment will literally rocket launch his company. But first, I ask Anthony to define Satellite View's mission. Satellite View is a UK company. Uh, We're going to launch seven satellites into space that have a unique camera on board that can measure almost in real time the temperature of any structure on the world. Uh, So this helps really in determining energy efficiency of buildings, uh, helps people meet their net zero targets. And we're effectively the Earth's thermometer, so we can look at the health of buildings uh, from a distance. Wow, it sounds amazing. Tell us about the technology that is helping you to to achieve this. Yes, so we're a UK company and the satellite's being built in Guildford uh, in Surrey here. So um, it it has a a unique high resolution camera uh, that operates in the thermal infrared bands. So it's it's not night sensing, but it's very much you, you can see uh, the inside or the emissions that are coming out from a building, whereas typical Earth observation, which you might see on Google Maps or other providers, you look at the outside of the structure, we get to see uh, the energy that's emitting. Uh, so we're using small satellites the size of a minibar, um, and they're getting launched uh, and probably with SpaceX uh, next year. Great stuff. And, and you mentioned it's a, it's a real-time thing that you're offering here. How is that data transmitted? Like, what's the technology that underpins that part of it as well? Yeah, it's near real time. So the first uh, seven satellites will give revisits of, of, of the UK around uh, every other hour or so, um, and uh, that that imagery is is transmitted down to uh, Earth stations, so dishes on on the ground, uh, it's spread out all around the world, and we're using uh, one of the Amazon services called AWS. Uh, to provide this backbone. Okay, yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about AWS in a minute. You mentioned, Anthony, uh, who could benefit a bit earlier. Tell us a bit more about that. Who or what could benefit from from the information that you collect and from the work that you're doing? So everybody's declaring net zero up in COP26 this week, um, and thousands of the biggest companies in the world are are doing the same. But everyone has the same problem. They don't know their carbon footprint today. They don't know where to spend their first pounds to make things better. So which are the worst buildings that they own or occupy? Um, And over the long term, if they do upgrade them, did that actually work over the long term? These are very hard things to determine at the moment. 
whereas uh, the data from satellite view will give you a list of, of the worst buildings and how the, how the long-term performance works. So we've got interested uh, customers from the council, city, mayors, etc., are interested in a thermal map of their city. When you look at it, immediately you see, oh, that seems hotter than that. And, you know, this is the hottest building on this street. And maybe we should go and have a, have a closer look. So obviously, construction companies and people that want to retrofit uh, buildings, they're super interested in our data because it's a, it's a, a lead for, for their business investors. So investors want to invest nowadays in green assets, in green companies, but there's no way of checking. Right now, it's, it's done by some uh, financial auditing and, and strategy review. But you know, there, there's this case of greenwashing where people purport to be green, but turn out not to be. With a thermal thermometer in the sky, we can check the whole world with the same measurement, a repeatable measurement. So supply chains in China, if you're building in, in China, for example, can be checked with the same measurement in London, San Francisco, uh, Japan, etc. So it's yeah, it's this independent, reliable, uh, trustworthy source of data, which is what we'll provide. So what you're saying, Anthony, is there there is no real current solution for this, and what you're providing is fairly groundbreaking. It's it's a new category of Earth observation data. Yeah, it's completely groundbreaking, and and you know it will make a massive difference to the climate change agenda. We're, we're signposting the world and what they should uh, look for um, and which, which problems they should address first. And, and we, as a, a startup company, have had the same problem. We don't know. It's hard to determine your impact to actually calculate the number of tons of carbon that you're emitting. So we've just moved offices. We, we, we couldn't find out immediately um, the impact of that. Whereas... With our data, people, at least on the construction side, on the built area, will, will have an indication of where they rank um, and they can go and look at what buildings are good and what buildings are bad. And, and when, when we think about the areas that we can improve as a, as a planet when it comes to climate change, buildings and you know, the heat impact of those buildings, is that such a big, obviously a big area for that? Yeah, no, so buildings contribute 50, 40% of, of all, all emissions, if you include the construction as well. And we would monitor, you know, the steel and concrete plants. So, you know, we are, we can monitor that, that footprint. Um, and, you know, some other interesting statistics is, so there's 220 million buildings built before the turn of the century, which are right, right for upgrade. So, you know, there's a massive market. And then um, you, you're probably as familiar with the, Energy Performance Certificates, EPC as well. Uh, all commercial buildings uh, have to be uh, A or B by 2030 in the UK. And that's a sort of 85% of them are not. So there's a massive task for, for business uh, and councils and individuals to, to upgrade. And so where do you start? Well, we can give you a list of where to start. Hi, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of the Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this pod, and if you want more, why not head over to techforgood.net for some amazing and thought-provoking stories. You can read about one company's mission to use digital technologies in the fight against HIV, or learn how social media can help refugees take control of their narratives. 
For those insights and more, read and subscribe at techforgood.net. When you look at your company, Anthony Satellite View, where is it at currently on its on its journey? Give the listeners some insights there. Yeah, we've had a very exciting couple of years. Um, we uh, Two years ago, we were running out of money. We were in the midst of COVID, um, and none of the investors were uh, really interested in uh, spending any money. And then uh, we came out of this. Uh, we joined a, what they call a startup accelerator run by a venture capital company. Uh, they taught us about... Uh, what they expect, we they learned a lot about us, um, and so they invested in us, um, and so that was our, our, our seed series, um, and that was in in April this year. We actually completed that, and then since then, uh, the last month we uh, raised our Series A, uh, which uh, we raised fifteen million pounds, and that will get us to space, so we can buy our first satellite, we can buy our first rocket and ensure it all and uh, get, get ourselves into space. We're building a great team of uh, data scientists because the interesting thing is not just collecting the data, it's what you do with it, turn the pixels into meaningful information and insights so that customers can do uh, great things with it. Uh, so we're building that team out. We're about uh, 19 people now. We're gonna be doubling in the next uh, six months. Uh, so yeah. We are well on our way. Um, we have a, a copy of our camera that's going into space and it's attached to an aircraft and we've been flying up and down. We've done lots of flights in uh, Liverpool, uh, Southampton. We've got some stuff planned up in Scotland and uh, around London next. Uh, so we can run these flights, uh, collect interesting data. The customers can start to ingest it and really appreciate the, the depth of the value of this uh, of this data set um and so when we launch they'll be ready to buy uh reams of it <laughs> interesting story anthony so this year really has been a, the the big year for you like it sounds like you you were kind of maybe on a downward path before that but the the, the money you've raised and the momentum you built this year is has been transformative absolutely i think uh you know our technology were is definitely uh you know at the right time um, in the right place, uh, we've adapted the business model to, you know, address the the user demand um, and you know the insights that, that people want. Uh, and you know, and that's the the advantage of being a startup. You can be agile. You can pivot. Uh, you can focus on 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 what the customer's telling you very quickly. And uh, you know that that's the best way to succeed. Now you mentioned Anthony that. It's all well and good collecting the data, but you know, using it properly is is the is the real thing. And you mentioned AWS, the support you had from them. Tell tell us a bit about how that how that's going to work using their their cloud services to to deliver on those objectives. Yeah, so we joined at least two accelerators. One from backed by the VCs, and they te teach you how to pitch to the investors, say the right things that are important to them, bring out highlight those sort of aspects that. Uh, show that you you understand how to run a business and grow etc so the amazon aws accelerator was different um although it was in partnership with a vc uh the they really accelerated our technology growth so everything we do is in the cloud which means we can scale very quickly uh, we got infinite computing power which we can switch on and off in in seconds 
to process the imagery that we collect. And they have some very useful tools in, in, in enabling you to do this quicker, very cost efficiently. Um, they can plug in artificial intelligence very easily for you know, image uh, uh, analysis and computer learning. Um, so they sh their, their, their ecosystem is very complicated. They can do many things for many people, but they this accelerator uh, helps you, uh, you know, cut through that, um, get you, help you with security uh, on, on the data as well, and all sorts of things like that. So it just accelerated the deployment of the technology that we needed. Um, and we have, came out of that with a, a great demonstrator. Also, Amazon is the customer and serves, you know, a whole lot of other partners and, and other commercial entities, many of them, you know, Fortune 500 companies and uh, stock market the leaders. And so you've got insight into them. You've got some access to them. They can do the introductions. They can sort of tell you what's relevant. They have marketplaces and, and connections. And so, you know, the combination from the commercial side and the technical side was a real winner for us. And I guess as well, Anthony, going forward, when you look to scale what you're doing, having having those AWS alongside you is, is only going to be an advantage. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think uh, working with uh, specific user sets, whether it's government and the security that needs to be uh, in, put in place there, you know, it's, it's out of the box there. Uh, and so scaling into other regions, you can port whatever you develop in the US or the UK into other regions. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's a great foundation to have. And we don't have to concern ourselves so much about uh, the infrastructure there. And we certainly don't have to build it in-house, uh, which is a, a great relief. And when you look into the future, Anthony, you mentioned earlier how big a percentage buildings contribute to, to carbon emissions. The, the unique nature of your technology, when, when you imagine it working at scale, how, how big an impact do you think this could have on, on the environment ultimately? We've done some calculations that if we improve, uh, you know, 10% of the buildings by just a few percent, you know, it comes out of millions and millions of tons of carbon saved. And also, I think it's a very leveling technology. Uh, it's not just it's a it's a global system. So once it works in the UK, uh, the satellites go around the world, you know, multiple times a day. And so we, we can do this detection for, for anybody. So I, I think it really gives us a, you know, a background uh, and of the world's, uh, you know, where the world is wasting energy and it can signpost to people, uh, you know, where to go and fix it. Um, Obviously, we're here to, to, you know, make a profit so we could be sustainable ourselves. Uh, but there's also lots of opportunity for data for good. Um, and we want to embrace that as well. Who says children can't change the world? Our Teenage Tech Stories podcast showcases the extraordinary work of young entrepreneurs on their way to becoming tomorrow's tech leaders. Listen now via the Tech for Good podcast stream or by visiting techforgood.net. I want to change tack a little bit, Anthony, and ask you about yourself. Tell, tell the listener a bit about your own personal story. What's, what's your career background? 
Well, I was a, yeah, I was a graduate in Gil Guildford in satellite communications, um, and uh, I've travelled the world with that. So it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. So mainly, be, I am the satellite guy in the company, whereas other most of the other people are data scientists or from the you know the user end. Uh, but from from the satellite side, uh, yeah, I've worked in the, in Hong Kong, in the Netherlands. Uh, my last job, I was the first CEO in in Qatar of a startup company, um, and we scaled it up with a couple of large satellites and you know valuation around a billion dollars. Um, so one of the things we were looking there was once we've got this independent communication satellite, what else should we be looking at? And you know, Qatar is a small country. Uh, has a quite a difficult region, uh, exports a lot of liquid natural gas, uh, even to the UK. And, you know, this valuable asset is once it leaves the shores, it's sort of uh, on its own on a ship. So having eyes and observation of, of, of the surroundings, whether it's for pollution or, or for exports, was really, really important. And, and you know, and, and with modern satellite technology, this new space era, every nation can afford to be a space nation. Obviously, Qatar could easily afford that. But, you know, it, the, the price of these things have really come down um, and, it, you know, it can en enable anyone to, to, to be a, a space nation uh, of some sorts. So an Earth observation was one, one of these sectors because uh, it's not that expensive um, and you get your independent view of the Earth. You're not reliant on, on other, other agencies providing this. Um, and perhaps they, you know, the data is not available when you want it. So having your own asset is a, it's a great learning exercise um, and you can look at the environment. Uh, and so we, we looked at this. But unfortunately, uh, back in, 90, in 2016, the oil price dropped down. Uh, Qatar put this project on hold. And so I said, right, I'm going back to London. I'm going to do this myself. Uh, I met my co-founders there and uh, we, yeah, we built up business from there. So it took a few years to find this uh, unique technology. We tried lots of other models of reselling and looking at other types of satellite technology. But about two years ago, we came across this uh, uh, demand for uh, you know, infrared uh, insights and, and a view of what's going on inside buildings. Um, and then we found the right technology solution. And uh, yeah, you've heard the rest. <laughs> it's, it's great stuff, Anthony. And, and I mean, you mentioned data for good there. And, and do you imagine in the future opening this data set up to, to, to anyone and everyone to, to, tr to try and accelerate the positive change? How, how do you see the long term future? Yeah, I, I think, you know, for specific, uh, specific projects, we've definitely opened it up, not even in the short term. We would like the government to be an anchor customer of this. Why is, you know, the UK should look at the major cities um, and we can come up with some, you know, PPP where we share the investment into uh, mapping every single uh, um, city in the UK and finding where the worst emitters are and at least having that knowledge as, as, as a, pu a public benefit. And it's not just about the wasted energy, although, that, you know, that's a massive use case. Um, if you clean up energy efficiency, you generate less uh, electricity or, or, or other uh, um, you know, ways of generating electricity, which can be diverted to other places or you, you, know, you let, emit less into the atmosphere. So it's cleaning up the air. Um, another thing is you'll notice in um, 
in the summertime, the cities are much hotter than, than the outside, you know, the rural areas. And these are called urban heat islands. Um, so from space now, or, or maybe from sensors are dotted around cities, you can map these urban heat islands by sort of postcode levels that this district is hotter than this district. With our data, we can say that building is heating up the environment, it's causing heat stress, which you know is, is a you know could be fatal to certain uh, certain people, particularly the older, very vulnerable to, to hot days and, and heat stress. And you, we can we can direct people to go and fix it. So you know, go and paint the roof white or plant some new trees around. Um, so you know, and, and that will help again with urban urban regeneration, etc. So you know, there's there's lots of other uh, applications. Uh, another one that comes to mind is pollution. Mm -hmm. So we can see uh, in a river it, that goes through an industrial site, it's hotter when it comes out than when it came in. So the, that industrial site is somehow heating up the water. And we, we've heard recently in the news last week about effluent uh, going into the sea, etc., and, and how that's being regulated. It's hard for the regulators to monitor what's going on, whether they're you know consistent with the licenses they they have because some of these processes are allowed, but it's it's hard to measure whether you know they're hitting the target. We can see it, you know, black and white or red on black if you're looking at infrared, um, and you get a perception immediately whether there's something amiss here, um, and you can go and alert somebody to go and make a you know really precise measurement. So this technology has many many use cases. Um, we even think we can see plastic floating in the sea. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, as you said, there's so so many applications. Anthony, is is this the most exciting part of your career? Would you say how how, how excited are you by this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am super excited about this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's you know it's 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 great to be at the helm of, of, of a startup company that uh, you know everyone's sort of half my age and they're super enthusiastic and uh, you know the, it's the young if this climate change is, is, is a challenge for the young if they're going to inherit it but here they can fix it if you join our company you can help fix it and measure things um and uh, it's a uh, yeah it, it's, it's a privilege to be in this position i've got the knowledge the scars of how to do a startup company and things that go wrong and financing but you know i can use my expertise and experience to enable uh, the guys to go do the great data science um, and uh, you know reach out to the right customers and, and make a meaningful difference. And finally, the big question: When is that first satellite going to be in space? We are shooting for October 2022 on a SpaceX launch. So yeah, so just uh, like a could be just a year away. Space is hard, as they say. Things sometimes get delayed, but you know we're we're full speed ahead, and if we do get the lay we've got plenty of other things we can do we've got the plane we can fly uh, yeah but we are optimistic uh, and we're determined that this is going to work that was the tech for good podcast listen subscribe and rate us on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher